0: Hello, this is the Crush Monocle Podcast. I am your host Coop. This is John. Uh,
1: yeah. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: this is a podcast where we talk about stuff. All the stuff.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Uh, intros. We are not very good at.
1: No, um, we're actually really good at intros. <laughs> yeah. See, that's
0: where that's where we're different because we kind of suck at intros. <laughs> oh man. Well, did you know that to. This episode marks our 12th episode, John.
1: Yeah, I know. Look, I'm like celebrating. We're sponsored by White Claws only on our anniversary. Yeah, see, I'm drinking a Coca-Cola. Sponsored no. by White Claw and Coca-Cola. <laughs> In that order. <laughs> yep. I'm trying, I'm trying to get Coop to loosen up so I got my White Claws out. I'm going to get him drunk via the microphone. I I don't drink, so I'm such a lightweight that the microphone will make me drunk just by contact. Yep, Yep, exactly. I'm going to get you saucy for later tonight after I take these White Claws down.
0: John is just – admit it that he's going to take advantage of me as as I'm drunk.
1: oh my god i can't believe i just can we edit that out i'm just teasing i would i would actually very much make you write down your consent and sign an nda because i can't be having internet stories
0: with a selfie with my driver's license
1: yeah exactly exactly yep that's where that's how i'm living people need to normalize that i think (laughs) yep (laughs) can you imagine can you imagine you're like oh, hell yeah, I'm going to hook up with, I don't know, like the lead singer Coldplay or some dumb shit, right? And like right before like shit goes down, he's like, excuse me, miss, I'm going to need you to, you know, write this. Can, I, can you sign this really quick? You know?
0: Like. They get like a, a lawyer on like FaceTime. Yeah, or... yeah. this is
1: like a quick Zoom call.
0: This is the world we live in. I know. <laughs> um. Yeah, so if you've listened to all 12 episodes, uh, we apologize. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yep. <laughs>
0: there hasn't been much um, growth as people or a podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh. Nope, we're we're still nope.
0: te- we're, we are still terrible with intros. Yep. We pronounce people's names wrong. Oh god, all the time.
1: Yeah. Uh, we do
0: research <laughs> as we're doing the podcast. Yep. <laughs> I write down I write down everything that I want to say in a in a notebook. And I never use it.
1: <laughs> yep, we're living the dream as yes. podcast. We should be grounded from podcasting maybe now that, you know.
0: It's kind of endearing though, so maybe that's our charm. Okay, cool. We're so terrible that we're endearing. (laughs) Uh, hey, twelve episodes. I mean, if people's listen this long, it's gotta be something. True, true, true. (laughs) Uh I will say that I think the audio quality's gotten better over twelve episodes.
1: Agreed. Thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, thanks in large part to you, that's for sure. So Thanks in large part to Squadcast,
0: who's yeah, there we, a, ooh, not sponsor. Here we go again.
1: <laughs> our, yeah. our anniversary show is about begging for sponsorship from random-ass brands. Yeah,
0: just uh, as Squadcast, you just want to check a few bucks over so I don't have to pay you to use your service. Yeah, can, can, can you give Coop a free subscription? It's $10, man. Come on. Just throw me $10. Yeah, that's it. That's like the price of a gallon of gas. Yeah, so. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh no politics so we're not talking about gas prices
1: oh oh easy easy
0: now yeah yeah we don't go there when we no, talk no, about no. all the stuff we don't mean that stuff
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about religion and politics right although we would probably be fine to talk about it together because we align pretty well but I just, yeah i don't want I, people yelling at me i don't really care if people yell at me i just don't i just hate it
0: i hate politics and stuff so right right boring right um uh, well, normally what we do on this show is we talk about what we listen to this month. Uh, wait, wait! Months.
1: I have an anniversary gift for you. Oh, oh, okay. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, so I had a guest lined up for our okay. anniversary. Sure. And she was good to go, and then she backed out at the last minute. Oh, okay. It was Elizabeth Berkeley. Ugh. That's not cool. I'm teasing. No, I I believe you. I believe it. (laughs) So, basically, I just wanted to hurt your feelings on our anniversary by pretending I got you a gift. Dang it. Well, my gift anniversary to you, uh,
0: (laughs) John, is that you're recording the podcast. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Cool. happy anniversary <laughs> yep, 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 this is a very mutual relationship this is great
0: <laughs> yeah so normally for the past well basically since all 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 year we have a guest but this uh this month we don't have a guest because it's the anniversary that's right and not only is it our anniversary it's also the 25th anniversary of the worst music the worst year for oh, music yeah in oh yeah history but we'll talk about that in a second um do you know what you've
1: been listening to for the past month or do i go first um i'm happy to plug mine really quick if that's cool plug it okay uh so there's an album that we always talk about our friend kenden on the show i don't know why Mm -hmm. he's not on it but you know it is what it is
0: because he's a turd and he acts like he's too good to come on this podcast even though he's a big part of this podcast behind the scenes
1: (laughs) yeah okay anyways (laughs) <laughs> I, he and I had been hyping, I, I had stumbled upon this band with the, I, I'm i sure they won't listen to it. If they do, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to diss on you guys, but this band called Just Mustard. Okay. And they're from Ireland and sound similar to uh Gila band, but also they're like female fronted and they have a little more of like a trip hop vibe to them a little oh, bit. Oh, cool. Yeah. And... Kendon and I, I had showed Kendon this because um, I just thought he would dig it or whatever. And um, he and I were looking forward to the release drop. And it dropped, I think, last Friday, maybe two Fridays ago. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, you know, this album is pretty cool, but it's kind of shitty in the middle and whatever. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, the rest of the album I thought was cool. And I sent it to him and he was really looking forward to it, too. In fact, he texted me like the night that it dropped. And he's like, I fucking hate this album. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: we are not going to tag the band
1: to all the social media links for <laughs> this episode. No, hold on. No, I think I think if we do tag them and they they hear me out, I think that they would appreciate it. Anyways, I really like the album. Okay. And I had I I had like an issue with the middle of it. And then once I gave it like a second and third listen, I was like, you know what, this album's actually really, really fucking good. Mm-hmm. So that's why I bring it up, you know, obviously this isn't as flattering as it could be to the band if they share it like they would or anything, but I would say check it out. It's like trip poppy kind of experimental, very rock based, like um, really cool. Like, like the guitars and like the bass and stuff like that are doing very untraditional things, but it's essentially like a rock band. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool.
0: Um, What, What are they called again? Just Mustard. Just my, I'm writing that down. Just my okay. I'll I'll I won't know what that is later. I'll be looking at yeah. like, what hot
1: dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I thought it was really cool. I was hyped when they dropped tracks like leading up to the album, and then I the first four tracks are absolutely insane, and I actually think it's a solid album. So it's a good thing Ken is not on the show because his opinion's terrible. <laughs> uh, it's funny, uh
0: for those who who um don't know. Uh, John and I are really good friends at Kendon. Kendon writes for the site. Uh, he's kind of been inactive for a little bit, but he used to have a, a podcast here called the uh, ad read, yep. which was uh fiction and. Yeah. That uh, we all used to be crazy characters for we used to do a bunch of crazy characters for you're like
1: you're like stereotypical chicago guy was so good you're, oh. like, you're like gangster like yeah
0: <laughs> well that's how i talk so when you oh, hear me okay. not talking like that because i'm trying really hard not to hear yeah uh but kenan's awesome uh he's a very talented guy writer um fictional writer uh artist yeah. his music's really weird and really really cool and yeah uh yeah you guys need to check out his stuff yeah and we need to get him on here
1: at some point it'll never happen (laughs) (laughs) all right Coop what have you been listening to
0: um I haven't had a lot of time to listen to a lot of stuff but you're busy during the summers I know I know I know. it's I I hate to listen to I work construction so I can't really listen to a lot of stuff when I'm at work because I need my ears or I'll kill somebody like (laughs) accidentally yeah um So I usually listen to stuff before I go to bed, which usually means I fall asleep. Right. So I listened to first uh, the Angel Olsen album. Yeah, yeah. I got like two tracks in and then like got sidetracked. I've been meaning to like finish that out. Uh, It's really good. It's not really what I was expecting because I – with artists like Angel Olsen, I really, really like her a whole lot. And she kind of reinvents herself with with each record. Um, I try not to buy into the hype first because she is one of those kind of artists. And it kind of makes me um expect certain things and then when it's not that it's not that i'm disappointed but i get irritated with the hype and she's better yeah. than that she's better than that hype uh sure. so i've avoided all the hype i avoided the single i just listened to the album and oh wow uh, so
1: you waited till it actually dropped
0: yeah, yeah. Nice. and it's really good um yeah it's kind of it's kind of retro country
1: yeah bit. i mean I, so I've read stuff and everyone's saying it's like the, like, retro, like, just like you said, like, old school country, like, homage type situation, you know?
0: Yeah, it, not in that, like, you know, barefoot, <laughs> wearing a plaid dress type of stuff. No, I like mean,
1: 60s, like 60s country, right? Yeah, it's like, very emotional. Yeah,
0: like, like, female country singers of the 60s were, like, very emotional and very yeah. um, wholesome. And right. uh, it has a lot of those, those same vibes. And she's so freaking good at that anyway. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I listened to that. That's fairly new. So, I don't, it hasn't really sunk in a whole lot, but I do love it because right. right. I like her anyway. The other thing that I listen to on repeat mm-hmm. is the new single from Sky Ferreira. Oh, did she drop one? Because the last
1: one she did was so good.
0: Yeah, that's, well, it's called uh, Don't Forget. Okay. Okay. It's like um, Pitchfork gave it like a rotten review. They like said that it was like boring and forgettable. Oh, I fucking
1: hate that website.
0: Yeah. Uh, no shout outs to Pitchfork.
1: Right I'm, you were so bad. I'm so bad at PR. It's okay. I didn't apply for a press
0: pass this year. for Pitchfork. Oh, God. I
1: forgot about that, too. Jesus. No.
0: We're not going to tag Pitchfork for this episode.
1: Oh, my God. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead.
0: Uh, that's okay. Uh, Is it called masochism?
1: masochism? What, no 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 her whoa. new song
0: is called don't forget uh don't forget
1: but she okay 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 sorry i yeah i'm like digging sorry go ahead keep talking keep talking okay so it's like it's super 80s sounding which mm-hmm.
0: is kind of typical of her um but it's not as industrial kind of like her her first album god was it 2013
1: yeah she's been she's been struggling lately this yeah like I think she's doing like a Chinese democracy theme with like a uh, album. probably I mean like
0: her I mean we can make a whole episode with just her problems with, with label stuff, but right, right. um it's really good and it's really focused. And even though it's like a very simple song in structure and vocals, she's really good in it. And like I yeah. this time that that she has taken off or worked on it, it's not been a wasted time. You can tell that she's growing as an artist and right, right and as a singer. Uh, well, the D-
1: the downhill lullaby song that she put out in like 2019, like March 2019, did you hear that? Yeah, I loved that song. Like yeah, I had it's it good. on repeat. Like I was yeah. just like, this is so fucking good. Like, yeah, well, I haven't heard this, the new
0: one. If you listen to this, you'll be listening to it like a million times. And it's like real short. It's like three minutes long. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. Good yeah. pop song. So cool, cool. very, very cool. I hope she releases the album this year. It's yeah. been nine years. Right. So. <laughs>
1: right probably not I mean, but she's like she stays somewhat busy like she's always yeah. getting cast in like side roles on movies and shit right yeah like i, I mean, always see her i'll be sitting watching some horror movie and i'm like oh look they're that i know her you know yeah like, just, you I know she, know what I mean. yeah she has a very distinctive look so even if you
0: don't yeah. know it's her you're like she's familiar
1: yeah like she pops up enough to for me to like still remember like who she is you know what i mean yeah, yeah.
0: well you <laughs> performed at pitchfork in 2019 oh she did yeah, and the whole set was, like, uh, hit with all sorts of audio problems, and people thought she was being a diva, but, like, she was legitimately having problems, because it was like, sometimes the guitars were cutting out, then, like, she was tearing her mic out of her ears, and, or, you know. Yeah, like, her mumbles were all
1: fucked up, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: you can watch that whole set, I think, it's on YouTube. It's She's still really good, even with the audio problems. Dude,
1: she's, like, cursed, man. Like, she is.
0: She's yeah. terrible. It's the yeah. Michael Jackson curse, is what it is what's the michael jackson curse so like anybody knows, is just like a main thing <laughs> well i don't know but okay. uh,
1: she was like one <laughs> of those
0: uh, her her mother or grandmother was michael's hairdresser and that's what basically got her into music he's oh, like oh okay. she's a good singer make sure she's you know doing yeah. this and doing that like he kind of like helped her get started okay and then he died and yeah. then yeah so that's just been tragic
1: oh god Imagine being cursed by Michael Jackson. That sounds fucking terrible.
0: Yeah, man. But <laughs> you know that album? I went back and listened to her other album though, like her, her first album, the 2013
1: album. The uh, Nighttime My Time one? Is yeah. That, is that the way it's it
0: still freaking holds up, man. Like that's a fantastic pop record.
1: Yeah.
0: It's still really good.
1: <laughs> I haven't listened to it in a while. Yeah, check it out. And like
0: the stuff that I didn't like before, I thought was boring, it sounds good now oh really yeah like there's a lot of shoegaze stuff in this and industrial like yeah
1: yeah
0: is
1: so is the new song that you're talking about like does it vibe with the the downhill lullaby song like did Um, you see it being on an album together i probably probably not really maybe
0: you have to hear it. It's really upbeat, but I'm the lyrics listen are listen to it
1: as soon as we get done, obviously. Yeah. Okay.
0: Like... like the 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 chords and the productions really upbeat, but the lyrics are like kind of mean. Okay. So okay. it's kind of like the opposite of the other the other song. Yeah. All right, so all right, maybe. All, right. Yeah. all right, all
1: right.
0: So that's what I listened to, a three-minute nice. song for over and over again for a month. <laughs> for a month, yeah. For the... <laughs> Since the last time we published an episode. <laughs> yes. Um so, yeah, that's a good segue into our topic for this episode. Uh-oh. <laughs> it is the 25th anniversary of 1997, the weirdest Uh-oh. and worst year in music history.
1: No! How old were you in the summer of 1997, John? Uh, let's see. Hold on. I was born in 1982, but my birthday's in December. Yeah. So you got to, like, do the math and then subtract.
0: Right. Year, yeah. Right? See, I was born in October in 82, so we're close. Okay. So, so, so my just four- tell me what two- age you were. I was like fourteen in the summer of ninety seven.
1: Yep, exactly. I was fourteen. Yep. Perfect. Okay, That's so be so convenient. <laughs> yeah.
0: So the reason why I bring up our ages is because fourteen is a very formulative years for people yeah, to is. listen to music. Yep. Um taking the listeners back to nineteen ninety seven. 1996 was a very screwed up year for music because it was really, really good in a lot of ways and really, really bad in a lot of ways.
1: Check that episode. It's, up, it's the, up in our. Archives. Check it episode. is the second
0: episode called The <laughs> yeah. Ballad of 1996.
1: Oh, well,
0: yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, we kind of get into it, it. But as a quick refresher, uh, after Nirvana, all the record labels were signing bands left and right people that probably didn't even deserve record deals yeah. and because they were just looking for the next Nirvana and this went on for
1: like five years the thing that's kind of gnarly and I'm not uh, this is just a quick side note is like mm-hmm. bands like the Melvins that have no fucking like business being on like Interscope or anything like oh that. right you know like just create like and maybe they did but you know what I mean like bands i like how did T- how was Tad on like fucking Republic or Warner Brothers yeah records? right like, how are you selling that you know what mm-hmm. I mean like I, just, well, I mean, yeah. look at even like some
0: of the bigger dudes like Dinosaur Jr. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Why would Dinosaur Jr. ever be on a major label?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, sorry. Quick side. I just like some of the <laughs> – I look I look back at that time and I'm like all these bands that were on indies and whatever, they mm-hmm. eventually did like at least a three-year deal or a three-album deal or a two-album yeah. deal or whatever. So you know. what
0: happened was when, when all the labels did that, um, right. we had an oversaturation of stuff there was new artists left and right, established artists left and right, everybody was just a big wash and it all come to a head in 1996. Right. Uh, if you look at the, the charts, just the charts for get releases, just the charts like billboard of 1996. It's a smorgasbord of everything. Yep. There's there's metal, there's there's rap, there's, you know, country, everything is all in that thing. But yep. then in the fall of 1996 came in the Telecommunications Act signed by Bill Clinton.
1: Yeah, that was that. That was like the brain shocker to me when you like mentioned that in the previous episode. I yeah. So, like, oh, without
0: getting into politics, basically what <laughs> that means was that they removed the cap on how many stations a brand could own. So, uh, these like, see, like Clear Channel or iHeartRadio, and all these, a yeah, like
1: the Clear Channel, just like gobbled everything up.
0: Yeah. So instead of own, they're only allowed to own like a station in a state. Now they can own as much as they want to buy. So, what happened was by the ni- the end of 1996, every station was basically owned by a brand. Yep. So, um, the first thing, the first order of business was to have a clean slate completely. Right. Starting in January of 1997, everything from 1996 was gone. Yep. So, now all the major labels started pushing new artists or- You know what's
1: crazy too about that? It's like certain stations just got completely rebranded. So mm-hmm. like you'd be listening to like an alternative yep. station and like you would tune in with literally no warning the next day. And it would be like a, I don't know, like fucking oldies station or something. Right. Like, literally out of nowhere. You'd get yeah. no warning. Like,
0: yeah. yeah. Well, even like, um, well, here in Chicago, the big alternative station was Q101. Yeah, and yeah. that was, I know. That, that's like Chicago's K-Rock, <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, right, right, right. Um, but starting right after that telecommunications act, uh they they started broadening what they called alternative they started playing like Metallica on Q 101 right. and they yeah. started playing like a more Alanis Morissette Ugh. you know which even though she was an alternative oh, artist, I get it but that's hot. like they were
1: they pushed the fuck out of that album right you know so, what I mean
0: like yeah so everything just got like really really broad um and what happened was um to make this super short a lot of the everyone put the emphasis on new artists so, right. if you look at if you compare 1997 to 1996, there's mm-hmm. just as many uh, new artists uh, in 1996 as there were established artists in 97. Okay. What I mean is, it's like, are you looking at like the charts and stuff like that? Or you? Yeah. Like, okay. if you, okay. I mean, like, there's nothing from the previous year in the charts. Also, oh, they just like wiped
1: the slate. Yeah, I get what right. you're saying. You know what I mean? mean? Like,
0: like in De- like November and December, we're listening to like Smash and Pumpkins. That was like the big thing on the the radio. Right. But then by the time the spring of '97 come around, it's like Matchbox Twenty and Third Eye Blind.
1: I mean, we had Big Willie Style by Will Smith released in 1997.
0: So, well, that's a whole other topic. Because... I don't. I'm,
1: nope, nope. Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. So.
0: To make it short, <laughs> nineteen ninety-seven was really, really terrible. I mean, if you just look at some of the hit songs, uh just right off the bat of nineteen ninety seven, like Don't a, say it.
1: Don't you say it. Here's, I already a, know. Here it here's a
0: small list of some <laughs> songs that were notable in nineteen ninety seven. Oh, There's one
1: song coming up, I know that's just gonna be very upsetting. Uh
0: Push and 3 AM by Matchbox 20.
1: That' okay, that's bad, but I'm not
0: upset. Okay. You Were Meant For Me and Foolish Games by Jewel. Also not upset, but very disgusted. Mbop from Hanson. A little upset, but I'm I'm still okay. Okay. Semi-Charmed Life by Third Eye Blind. Not bad. That album's okay. not bad. Okay, I know. That's fine. Um, okay. Go ahead. Okay. A group called Savage Garden had two hit songs. One yep. called I Want You, which yep. is one of the worst songs ever created yep. by man yep. or machine. Yep. <laughs> Their other song was Truly, Madly, Deeply. My mom had that CD and spun it on repeat. I think every mom had that CD. I mean, she was like
1: newly single and she was just like, fuck yeah. Like, <laughs> well, my mom wasn't
0: single and she still <laughs> spun that. So I don't think it's a single thing. I think it's a mom thing. Okay, go ahead. Okay, Your Woman from Whitetown. That's not the
1: worst song. Okay, but d- d- it's not good. Okay. okay. Okay, I could like if that came on, I'd be like, eh. Yeah, Ta-da. well, see...
0: That song sounded weird. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> sure.
1: Okay. That yeah, yeah. was like trip hop in '97.
0: <laughs> yeah, like trip hop wasn't there yet. That's '98. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Another one. Uh, Jamiroquai, Virtual Insanity. Not the worst thing ever. I like Jamiroquai, but you gotta you gotta admit they're not. It's kind of like grown up alternative
1: music. It's like gro- It's like grown up disco or like. Disco for like junior high kids or something, you know? What yeah. I mean like Jamiroquai okay. is
0: something that if you was playing and your parents heard that and say, "Oh, I like Stevie Wonder."
1: <laughs> yep, for you sure, know. for sure, for sure. Which
0: is not a bad thing. I love Stevie Wonder, but um okay, uh, Mariah Carey, honey. Ooh, that song's so good. That song is
1: spectacular. Uh, that's that's I good. To that song like every other day.
0: That's good. But we're gonna circle back around to hip hop in a minute.
1: Okay.
0: Um Foo Fighters, Monkey Wrench.
1: Not a bad song. That not a bad. was not terrible.
0: Not okay, uh <laughs> Paula Cole, where have all the cowboys gone? Oh
1: fuck me. Okay, that's pretty bad. But no, I'm not mad at that yet though. Hold on. Okay.
0: R. Kelly, Gotham City.
1: I don't even. I've never
0: been an R. Kelly guy. I not either. But like this song obviously comes from Batman. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. so friggin' dumb because he keeps really? talking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you gotta listen to. He's it. like He's
1: plugging tr- movie parts into the lyrics. No, no, that. no. He's oh, trying okay.
0: to make like a sequel to "I Believe I Can Fly." <laughs> okay.
1: okay. All right, okay. and he keeps
0: talking about what a great place gotham city is it's a city <laughs> of love it's a city of peace does he even know what gotham city is
1: yeah gotham city is like the shittiest town ever <laughs> yeah
0: yeah exactly <laughs> if, whatever, if no. it was all this great we wouldn't need yeah. batman okay so <laughs> <laughs> um okay. OM, wait i think omd how bizarre
1: yeah another
0: song i hate that makes me want to kill myself i hate it so i can, bad. T- I can tolerate that I can okay tolerate that. and now here we're getting to the bottom of the barrel Great. here this is where i think i'm gonna get mad okay first we're gonna do the mighty mighty boss tones the impression that i get
1: yeah, i got okay. respect for them early early days early days their first like uh question the answers is a. I look ska's a thing Questions the Question the Answers is a good album. That's the like right. ninety four
0: release. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. All right, that's the closest we're gonna get to being pro sky on this podcast. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> I will not tolerate this nonsense.
1: I know. I'm sorry. Our anniversary is going poorly. <laughs>
0: yeah. are, are we going to divorce on our anniversary? We might. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, Ska. <laughs> but, okay. So Ska tried to be a thing in 97. And it did sure. get some, you know, and even like some big band stuff. Like, Oh, yeah. dude.
1: Yeah, big the big bands. I don't want to talk about the big band stuff. No, it's but like
0: it. that tried really hard to be a thing yeah okay yep. and it didn't last the whole year okay no no uh but you know techno tried to be a thing too
1: yep techno was coming on yep that's right you know? that's right that's what i remember yeah um i remember that f- fucking show that would come on come on like after on MTV? 20 minutes on, or saturday night where it's just like the techno show what was amp. it called it's called amp yes that i f- love that yeah uh, i would get know. like i would get high on like saturday night and i'd just be like oh my god <laughs> this house music all day long and i'm just like
0: <laughs> yeah. okay i'm gonna get back to Anthony in a minute too if we okay, have time okay, because okay, that, that okay. actually kind of comes into the end of this okay great. um okay but the two worst songs of yep. 1997 and if you, you already say the one i'm gonna get mad at i'm gonna be shocked go ahead two of the worst songs in 1997 yep. well three actually i'm gonna call it the big three that's perfect would be faith from limp Biscuit.
1: Yeah, that's upsetting. because
0: you know Pretty you different. don't mess. I know it's a cover. Don't mess with George Michael. It's freaking. Don't fuck biscuit. with George Michael. Michael. You're right? correct. Uh, the second one is "Walking on the Sun" from Smash Mouth.
1: Uh, okay, I'm not mad. I'm still not mad at that. I'm okay, that and mad. then
0: the song of 1997, "Fly" from Sugar Ray.
1: You didn't name the song I was going to be pissed about.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, we'll come back to Sugar Ray here in a second. But what, what were you thinking? Fucking Tub Thumper. Oh, that's on itself. That's on of itself. That's beyond a song of a year. That's a song. That's the worst song, uh, Chumbawamba, Tub Thumper. Yeah, wasn't that yeah.
1: released in 97?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was going to get to that. But this oh, is like, okay. I'm talking about it, the well, most we're going notable song. like a songs. tier higher. Yes. Like that's... the
1: worst thing ever in 97.
0: Yes, tub thumping okay. is go so ahead. bad go that ahead. it's it goes beyond okay. it's the beyond. worst songs. Okay, right. Go ahead, go ahead.
1: And it's a special <laughs>
0: case too because yeah. um, because okay, so in the two weeks of the end of uh, end of June to the first week of July, mm-hmm. uh, people in Billboard have called it like the worst two weeks in music history because th- that's that was the like big. That. That was the big three songs, was Faith from Limp Bizkit, Fly from Sugar Ray, and right. Walking on the Sun from Smash Mouth. Okay. Uh, tub Thumping come out a little earlier in the year.
1: Oh, God. Okay. So okay. that's what took over Tub Thumping. Oh, my right. God. Okay.
0: See, here's the deal with Tub Thumping, though. Tub Thumping is a song, it's very polarizing. You either love it because it's so funny. Oh, it's about drinking. Okay. Or you hate it with every fiber you're being. God.
1: So, oh, my God. I don't think... Like if I heard it now, I'd be like, "Yeah, this is cute." Like, you know, but like it was fucking pounded into our brains at fucking, what? Oh, we were fourteen, that's right. Yeah. Like just every, like every other song, it was fucking tub thumping.
0: I was just like, "Well, see me, dude." Yeah. Well, see tub thumping to me is like a gimmick, though. It's very gimmicky. That song is. They it's never had the any of other it. songs, right? Like that was it. I don't- they don't think so um yeah. yeah why would they need any other songs?
1: <laughs> <stars>? yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine how would you even follow it up with that yep. um yep. but that's very gimmicky though that's kind of like uh we just mentioned earlier umbop from hansen that song is right, right. very gimmicky or or barbie girl from aqua like these, those songs... are dope
1: <laughs> <a cedar> <laughs> okay
0: but these songs suck but there's still an endearing quality about them because they suck yep you know what i'm saying yep. and i put uh, chumbawamba in there with that because okay okay fair. That's you know fair. what i mean like if you if you're at a gathering and then that song comes on everyone's gonna be like whoa because they know <laughs> I, what it is i'd you probably
1: know. be like i'm going outside fuck this fuck this place <laughs> oh i leave yeah that'd be over for me yeah
0: but uh with smash mouth and sugar ray it's weird because those are those songs have one hit wonder written all over them right right but they weren't one-hit wonders. They no. still friggin' stuck around, and every yeah. song those bands released
1: were like other one-hit wonders. So, so hold on. Give me the timeline of at least uh, not Sugar Ray, the other band, Smash Mouth. Yeah, give me the timeline of their hits. This was their first one, right? Right, and that then, was the first one. And then they did the other one, and then the Gatorade commercial, which okay, was a uh, so-
0: star. Okay, so right after Hitwise, I've looked this up. I'm not going by
1: memory. Walking yet. on the Sun, I actually remember not being super annoyed by it, but not right. liking that band because I, I hadn't really been exposed to them yet. Right, right exactly. Right, yeah. exactly. Okay. That was Thank fine. You. That song yeah. okay. is
0: completely fine. Yeah. Um, I like. I actually kind of like the early 60s vibe and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. retroactively, I hate it. Right. But at the time, I was like, hmm. Eh. Well, all right, i not bothered know? by this.
1: I didn't buy the album, but I wasn't bothered by it,
0: right? You know I mean? Okay, but they after that song, they had a um, that can't get enough of you, baby.
1: Yep, okay, so and, that's when it
0: started going downhill, okay. And I I think that song's a cover, I'm not sure, yeah, it is, yeah, it is okay, positive. but. Okay, so it sucks, so you now you can start writing the band off. Like, right. oh, we had another song, and it's kind of popular, but it sucked. Right. But Then a couple of years later is when they come out with All Star. Right. And then The yeah. Morning Comes, and, like, I'm a Believer. Like, they had a string of, like, these garbage earworm songs. And I'm a Believer
1: is that, like another cover, isn't it? Yes, The Monkees. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I should know that, actually. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> okay, so with Sugar Ray, they did the same same trajectory they had fly right and they had no more hits throughout 1998 i mean till right. that year it right. went to like the following year and year after they had that um there was one about hanging your
1: halo on your bed post or some shit yeah
0: i can't think of the name that's song. not terrible <laughs> okay all right but it's like very they're very lucky you know what i mean your oh, sure. like, song that's kind of like fly but it's right. not doesn't right. really sound like
1: it so um, Can I tell you something about Mark McGrath that actually made me like not hate that band as much? Yeah. So Mark McGrath is the lead singer of Sugar Ray. In case right. people don't know. I read an article. Cause I used to always snag like a copy of Rolling Stone. Like that was what you did. Like I would always snag like a oh, yeah. Rolling Stone to like, just keep up. Like Especially back then. Yeah. Back then. Like that, that was like my, I loved music magazines. Like I always. bought. Yeah. Them. Anyways they had a feature on him and like I had read through everything in that issue. And I was like, fuck, I guess I'll read the fucking sugar Ray thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And one thing he said, I thought was funnier than shit was he said, well, we were originally going to name the band shrinky dinks for obvious (laughs) reasons. And he was basically talking about how like he had what he assumed to be a very small schwanz. (laughs) Yeah, I got it. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> I wish the little audience could see my visuals of like yeah he's, he's doing his hands I'm shrinking a penis with my hands <laughs> none of my business <laughs> I'm just saying so after that I was like okay this guy admits that maybe he's not packing he and yeah. one name is banned after him having a ding-donger that's not adequate or whatever I don't know anyways I thought it was funny that's it. well that's all I'm gonna say in in but actually even Smash Mouth to a degree in their defense
0: I don't think anyone would ever argue inside or outside Sugar Ray or Smash Mouth that what they did was good. They knew exactly what they were. No. And and as these
1: bands have gotten older, they've gotten in on the joke. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind
0: of, I really respect that too, because like they're not, they're not like Maroon 5 or or Imagine Dragons where they're actually pretending like they're really good. They know that they make terrible music and yeah, it's party. You're supposed to have fun, but yep. that doesn't make me like it. Those songs suck. No, no, no. no, no. Um, a few years ago, I interviewed the guitarist from smash mouth who wrote yep. most of their hit songs anyway. And yep. he was, that was one of the things that he uh, said,
1: he's like, we knew what
0: we were doing, you
1: know? Right. So. Trying to make that money. And good Basically. for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, if you admit to me, that's what you're trying to do. Like, much like you said, like imagine dragons and bands like Maroon five and shit like that. Like, if you admit, like, I'm in on the joke, I get it. Like, I get what I'm yeah. doing. I'm trying to make money or just don't even, you don't even have to say that. Yeah, like, I'm just I, making I, that's just the, fun. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's when bands are make terrible fucking music and they're like, this is my art. I'm like, fuck off, dog. Like, yeah. Seriously? Come on. Like, seriously, <laughs> like. It wouldn't be on VH1 if it was art. Yeah, no shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, so uh I, I don't like those bands, but I still kind of give them a little props for that sort of thing. But at the time when you're 14, when you're 14, like these songs were like the epitome
1: of hatred. So 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 the thing the thing with that though is like anybody that consumes music now, I feel like, especially people that are younger, if we have any younger listeners and if you you listen to us, I'm sorry. But <laughs> um like you 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 had like three channels, right? So you had like the music that you'd purchased that you actually owned. That's Mm. music you could listen to. You had the radio stations and then like, you know, and then living in Utah, you had like two choices, right? Yeah. And then three, you had whatever channel, whether it be the box or MTV that was playing music videos. That's the three ways you could consume music. That was it. Yeah. That was it. You owned it. You heard it on the radio or you fucking watched it on tv and so if i got sick of my cds or i was trying to find some new shit or whatever my places to go are radio fucking tv right right and so i'd go those places and i just got beat to shit with the same fucking trash songs like all day long
0: yeah see and that goes back to there wasn't that many artists in 97 Right, and uh, because the labels just push in quick, like, hey, being that we got a clean slate, let's see what works. Yeah, so they're actually kind of experimenting on us, and most of this stuff was just easy, easy to absorb garbage. Yep. yep. Um, yeah, it. So in a lot of ways, that kind of changed um the way we listen to music, even still today. Because when I was fourteen years old, I mean, the previous year I was in the ministry and Slayer and the Smashing Pumpkins and Nine Inch Nails. Right. I didn't have any of those in 97. So all that did was force me to look either back, you know, older yeah. bands or underground bands or basically you know, try
1: to make it so important. Like, yeah. during this time, You know yeah. what I mean? Like, right.
0: Yeah. Um, but even then, even with MTV, MTV started playing less and less music in 97 because they didn't have to. Yeah, cuz they and, were starting
1: to get into the uh, reality
0: TV shit, right? Well, and the reason why, I'll get into this super quick, Ooh, is cool, that yeah. before MTV used to um, they were dying for content with music. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. labels would send them literal VHS tapes of music videos of their artists. Right. And MTV would play this because they were getting their money from commercials, right, not right. from the music videos. Yeah. Right, That's sure. like today. That's like what everything. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So when all the ra- when all the labels started buying all the stations, radio stations were only playing not what people requested they, just wanted, they, the
1: they wanted just to,
0: yeah. what the label was paying the station to play right right you know so now mtv could charge the labels like oh, oh are you gonna pay us to play sugar ray because if you pay us to play sugar ray we'll play it Is that
1: true that's true holy it, shit
0: it used to be payola and it used to be against the law the right. telecommunications act made it completely legal to do that that was like one of the loopholes
1: holy shit that's great
0: that's, that's why we went from having like 250 bands in 1996 yeah. to yeah. 15 bands in 1997 yeah yeah Because yeah, now man. the labels didn't want to invest in all these other things they just want to invest in the cheap stuff right, which was new right, artist
1: you know right, right
0: uh then they tried to make movements out of things
1: okay oh god okay okay Jesus. so
0: I am. If you've listened to this show, we are not disrespectful to women, or at least we try to be. And as a person, I'm trying even to be even better than that. I, I pride myself in not being a garbage person. Right. Um, but I uh, I respect women artists. Most of the stuff that we rec- we say that we're listening to is most of the time in female fronted yeah. So what I'm about to say is not a knock against women. Okay. But 1997 brought in like the Lilith Fair kind of movement. Yeah. And that's cool artists women artists whatever But they kind of com- compartmentalized it a little bit to where okay. it become like a sound rather than the individual artists
1: are so you talking about like the indie folk kind of sound? yeah like kind of think,
0: right? sort of country sort of light rocks they are talking like
1: Andy franco cheryl crow like um the adoption sarah, sarah, sarah mclaughlin movies, yeah the yeah. pet lady
0: uh, jewel okay you know yeah if you listen to all those artists they sound nothing alike you know, Jewel doesn't sound like Alanis Morissette. Right. Alanis Morissette doesn't sound like Sarah McLaughlin. But right. like this movement basically lumped them all together.
1: Right.
0: You know, so even though that was pro-feminism, right. all it was really doing was just making a thing out of women that didn't, it wasn't what it stood for. Yeah, but
1: I mean, they had, I don't know, like you got to look at it too, like a little bit, like at least that was something. Oh, it was something that's great.
0: And that that was really good to even see like other artists lift themselves up instead of being at war with each other,
1: Right.
0: you know, but I'm just saying, I still feel that they were still um, making, make it the movement, not a movement, but just a commercialized movement.
1: Yeah. But I mean, that's every movement at some point it gets commercialized, but 1997
0: was defined by it. Okay. Yeah. okay. yeah.
1: So okay. so listen. Okay. So the
0: Spice Girls were really big in 1997, right? Oh, dude. That's yeah.
1: I that's, mean, I, I everyone. If you have any type of like IQ, you can see right through that. Like, you right? Know okay.
0: But okay. So, ni- January of 1997, "Wannabe" from Spice Girls become this big song, and it was a phenomenon for the entire year. Every mm-hmm. song that they released, the, "Wannabe" is no better than "Barbie Girl." It's, oh, I know, I know. It's just right. that
1: I had to hear I had to hear Wannabe a thousand times more than I had to hear True. Barbie Girl.
0: Okay, it's a little bit easier on the ears, too. Plus but...
1: the Barbie Girl video
0: is fucking insane. Right. But okay, but my point is when you look at the Spice Girls, mm-hmm. uh, it's basically just a band of tropes, and they went oh, totally so
1: is. hard into it the tropes. It totally is. It totally is. My friends and I used to get stoned in junior high in the summer, and mm-hmm. we would be like who's your spice girl? Like what, you know, like what spice yeah. girl is yours? You know, like yeah. that type of shit. Cause like, oh, yeah, totally you lean into like your type or whatever.
0: The exactly. Fuck, you know? Okay. Yeah. But see, that would not, that might've been the thing for guys, you know, like, Oh, the redhead's hot or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But like for girls, it was really no different. You yeah. know, I like sports. So I'm sporty spice. Right. I yeah. still like toys. So I'm baby spice. Right. Right. Okay. Know? Yeah. I like flamboyant yeah. stuff. So I'm, red-haired spice or whatever that right. one was called or whatever okay yeah. ginger so,
1: it was ginger show some ginger. goddamn respects oh sorry sorry Ginger.
0: <laughs> jerry hollowell if you're listening to this podcast we would
1: like to invite you uh <laughs> to, to join us yes um please as a retort from this our anniversary episode yes uh
0: but it was really not different to what they were doing what the grown-ups were doing with all the women artists in
1: 1997
0: right. i mean you know, Sarah McLaughlin was the sensitive one. Cheryl Crow was a little rougher around the edges. Right. You know, Paula Cole was kind of the more rootsy.
1: You know, Annie DeFranco, dude, I could not. At least in Utah and the, like the girls I knew, I all I had to do was listen to Annie DeFranco, and I was like, I understand that you like this, and I'm just gonna sit here and be quiet. Like, <laughs> right? Yeah.
0: And the thing about it is, like, women have been a big part of the music industry anyway. You know, way before, way before Lilith Fair and all that stuff. So it just felt, um, it wasn't as genuine as I, as it could have
1: been, or it should have been. Do you want to hear a funny story about Lilith Fair? Sure. Okay. So, my parents got divorced. I think maybe the year before or something. I, okay. I don't. I don't remember the details. Something somewhere around there. And this isn't a sad story. Just wait. Just wait. <laughs> I'm just setting it up. <laughs> Anyways, so my dad's like this newly single dude, right? Like whatever, okay. right? <laughs> and Lilith Fair came rolling into town at this like brand new amphitheater that we had just like that they Utah or whoever just yeah. built, right? And um. He he bought tickets for the sole fact of, like, it's Lilith Fair. There's going to be a lot of ladies there. and I'm Oh, gonna- no. <laughs> I'm going to go pick up on them. <laughs> oh, no. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, uh, was your father murdered? At Lilith, <laughs> <laughs> No, but he probably should have been. I'm sure he did like at least three different things that were 10 times way too inappropriate. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: but, you know, and, and I'm not dishing, I'm not dissing
0: the movement. I think that's right. great. I'm always all for women in the music industry and all that stuff. But right. there was just something about it that just felt like really forced and not
1: fair. Like, are you viewing this as like a 14 year old or like as you're looking at it, like back? Like, um, and, and, I'm actually a and... little both. Because okay. as a fourteen-year-old, I'm like, like,
0: "Women was always in the music industry." I always liked that dog, and yeah, you know, and yeah. garbage and Mariah Carey, and yeah, you know. Uh, so they're acting like this is new that women are in the music industry. So that kind of confused me a little bit. Okay. And now as an adult, when I look back, I'm like, really, it was just another way for them to, just like how they made grunge a genre. Mm-hmm. Grunge yeah, is not I get a it. genre. So right. they was just yeah. kind of like, oh, so you're a woman with guitar? Well, then you're this genre. Yeah. Okay. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah. And it really, what you're... It's unfair for each of the artists because they didn't really sound alike or anything. Yeah. And
1: I agree with that. But I do I do appreciate the fact that there was at least a festival that was essentially or it was all like women. Yeah. F- female fronted. Sorry. No, no. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. You know, whether or not the commercialism or anything, like at least like maybe even someone like I keep mentioning like De DeFranco like maybe she wasn't a big deal and then she was mm-hmm. on that tour as like an opener yeah. and she kind of became a thing you know like oh yeah it was nothing wrong with it I mean it was yeah, yeah.
0: okay but also I'd like to say uh, getting off of that topic yep. hip hop was also a lot the same way too <laughs> okay
1: all right, now all right, hit
0: me. <laughs> if you don't know what I look like and you're listening to this per- podcast, I am a white dude. Yeah. So uh, if you haven't noticed already, so um, our opinions
1: on hip hop legitimately don't matter, but we're still going to say the right. But I will say, from a white person's perspective,
0: <laughs> oh, God. Um, um, uh, Well, I mean, in a negative sense to, yeah, to myself, a thousand percent. Um, yeah. <laughs> hip hop did not start in 1997. We all no. know this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh god <laughs> but uh,
0: hip-hop really did make a big mainstream splash in 1997. yeah um, this
1: is when p diddy took over right yeah
0: everything was dominated for, by p diddy or
1: p diddy puff daddy i think he was still at the time, right
0: yeah um but i my the point is the reason why i'm bringing up hip-hop yeah. it got really accessible because it was glamorous
1: well, I mean, I, there's a couple of things to think about is like Tupac and Biggie died like back to back pretty much. Yeah, within six months of each other. Yeah. And like that it was just all over the fucking news, at least yep. the channels I was consuming. Yeah. So like you you couldn't not at least
0: try them out. You oh know right. What I mean? And yeah. and they were big artists, and I, I'm not taking anything from from them either. I mean, who right. didn't have no way out from Puff Daddy exactly. in 1997. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I get it. I get it. I get okay, it. Okay, but my point is, isn't it kind of su- suspect that hip hop didn't get popular in by a broader audience in the mainstream until it was about success and glamour? You know, like but before the glamorous and all this stuff, when you look into the mid early nineties hip hop, which was like gangster right. rap and yeah, and G all fun. that stuff, yeah. Yeah. even even at its most accessible, it was always about the struggle and how black people were treated unfairly and how society kept them down and
1: yeah, or just like just like the like the like homestyle life, like living in your neighborhood, yeah. like your lifestyle. And you most of it would be considered terrible as a human being to live
0: in that that kind of way
1: yeah so, i mean I, yeah 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 so
0: i make great music but i'm just saying that like that's all oh, so... early
1: 90s hip-hop like g-funk shit that's like, the best yeah right like, just like just shower me right exactly <laughs>
0: okay so and now i'm not comparing you know p diddy to like wu-tang or whatever but right. um wu-tang you saw they couldn't even didn't even have music videos when they on their like the Chambers album, or if it did, that it was right. like really low tech and whatever. Oh, for sure. But then here, a few years later, now you got P Diddy floating around in slow motion in like silk suits, and it looks yeah. like a John Woo yeah. movie. Fucking okay. race. that but, son
1: of a bitch. Yeah, man, I hate him because he's not me. I'm not him. Um,
0: but I'm just saying, it's like it's kind of funny that like white audiences didn't want anything to do with hip hop when it was about the struggle but mm. when it was about
1: the success then they're like oh we like this this is about rich people i mean i'll say this like gfuck was pretty popular like the, yeah you know i mean death row sold a ton of fucking mm. records you know like Jay yeah. was popular like right and you know like ice cube made some really good shit like that's like, true Tribe, like everybody, like you know, you had the like the brand Nubians kind of
0: situation no, with the backpack, right? Style. Like, no, no, I'm not talking about talking about their success it being any important. But did your did your parents know who Dr. Dre was in 1992?
1: Only to tell me like don't watch if I have to if you watch this video again you're grounded and I'm okay taking, but taking in but in
0: 1997 so. I guarantee your parents knew who Puff Daddy was
1: right but th- wasn't that also like during the movement where like fucking politicians were like getting laying CDs out and like running over them with like steamrollers and shit do you remember that shit yeah that's like, what I'm saying the, like the latest like Tupac album like throw it on the fucking street and, like run it right over steamroller
0: like. right but here it is a few years later now it's dominating music right right you know what well, i'm saying
1: that's probably why it happened
0: right you know what i mean so um yeah so even though that's awesome that hip-hop become really mainstream and and accept by a broader audience awesome but it, it's just it just goes to show you that like people don't want to hear the real struggle you know mm. it's like okay look okay let's put it from a white perspective on white music sure. remember how like we were all listening to not me, I was too young, but we was listening to Motley Crue or Warrant or whatever, all right. this misogynist music about women's body parts. But then when Kurt Cobain came out, it was more real or depressing, dreary. Yeah, people talked about like real shit or at least stuff I could relate to. Right. Right. Yeah. So when Nirvana first hit, the mtv is like what is this garbage this guy right. looks like the kid who mows my grass He don't look cool <laughs> you know right, for sure for but sure. it was okay when they all had like long flowing blonde hair and had like bikini clad women on their videos if it's about success they're all about it but if it's right. about realism they're not about it
1: man that's commercialism man come on you know yeah. we're living in a capitalist society man well <laughs> it was like the big thing with 1997 right and to circle back to honey from mariah carey oh god that fucking that- video and that song is like, that's like a. I guarantee you that song probably cost Bad Boy Records or whoever. I think it was, I think she was on Bad Boy for a minute, but that song probably cost everybody total with the video and everything like twelve million, maybe even more. Like you know what I mean? Was that the last good Mariah Carey song?
0: Fantasy was before that, right? Yeah, that was that's an all time banger.
1: Okay, hold on. Uh, Heartbreaker after that with Jay Z's fucking okay, phenomenal.
0: okay. And then after that, I
1: can't name you one. Sorry. All right,
0: so we're go- we're gonna give
1: her a fluke. You're allowed to have
0: a fluke. <laughs> okay. Honey was the last time that Mariah Carey had a good
1: album. I'll put it to you that, that yeah. way. Man, she went out with a bang. If you're gonna go out on top, that's the way to go out on top. That song is so good. Q-Tip produced that shit. Yeah, Him and Ali Shahi mm-hmm. from Tribe. Yeah. Yeah, that's why it was good. Song
0: is so good. (laughs) Oh, I mean, every every everything about it's good. The video is good.
1: (laughs) Which what sample is that? That's I can't remember (laughs) what the original sample is for that. uh, (laughs) Fucking jet
0: skis and shit. It was great.
1: Yeah, it's got that cool gold tint over the whole video. Yeah, she's like a fucking super spy in the video. God damn. (laughs)
0: it's it's one of those things that i can remember the video i could probably remember every frame of the video not because i was wild about it when it came out i kind Mm -hmm. of retroactively kind of like it more than i did at the time but um i saw it so much on mtv and i heard it so much it's like a part of my
1: being yep you know Surprise. Uh, Tune into the YouTube channel here in a couple of weeks. uh, Coop and I will be redoing the choreography from Mariah Carey's honey video. Yes. uh, In the correct outfits as well. So if you are into sexy people that aren't sexy, then we are the duo for you and you will watch us dance like Mariah Carey. But we can't afford to do it on a yacht. No. Or jet skis. No. Uh, My dad has a bass fishing boat. Cool. So we're gonna <laughs> wait till sundown. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we weren't
0: kind of parents. We had the boat. Yeah. You know?
1: but, nope. <laughs> we're gonna be at the pond in the backyard. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Getting are Just catching tools. dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I always get
0: that video mixed up with the with the notorious big video or the oh I know. it's right. esen-
1: it's essentially part one, part two. It's the okay. same fucking thing. It's fine okay you're good <laughs> all right so um this one the- had like helicopters and shit and videos you're like i fucking, know they were like hollywood productions like, yeah were fucking
0: <laughs> okay so on the subject of hip-hop um P. Diddy owned everything in mm-hmm. 1997 yep. everything was super glamorous yep. but it also kind of killed r&b too Okay, explain. Um, Okay, in the nineties, New Jack Swing kind of killed R and B first, mm-hmm. yep. which is fine. I love R and B. Anything like from the sixties all the way through the eighties, I I love. There's some really really good in the nineties too. Uh, great, awesome, but mm-hmm. it kind of hit a roadblock with New Jack Swing, right? Uh That kind of took over pop and and R and B. Okay, well, 1997 was like the nail in the coffin because that's when. New Jack Swing wasn't a thing anymore, but now R&B and hip-hop kind of become one thing. Like, even the song we've been going on and on about for the past 15 minutes, Honey, it's a hip-hop track. Well, for sure. I mean, it's that wouldn't have fit on the Fantasy album.
1: But for every Honey or song, Honey, you had, there was like literally 10 to 15 others that you had to endure that were just, it had like one rap verse on the bridge and that was it yeah Yeah, so if if
0: you were one of those people that loved r&b but hated hip-hop you were crap out of luck in 1997 oh
1: for sure a thousand really
0: really now too i mean like yeah yeah. did it ever recover did r&b ever really come back
1: no i I mean i don't know i mean it's 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 it things are rising like i think i feel like some of the at least some of the artists that i like like they're getting recognition and there's not a ton of hip-hop on there it's they're kind of being like a little bit more experimental with like the beats and the sound. Right. Yeah. That's a different change.
0: But for the most, for the most part, the majority hip hop and R&B is like a real close genre. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I wonder what it would be like. Cause like for me, that's just how I associate it. Right. Like, right. R&B, hip hop, like they kind of just interchange and Mm -hmm. being, A fucking white dude that's 39 like my opinion shouldn't matter but that's how i associate him but i wonder what it would be like if i grew up and like if i was 14 in like the late 80s and then like seeing the transformation because i basically was still learning it as that like yeah you know the conglomerate or whatever happened you know what i mean um
0: well you also got to think that one of the biggest songs of 1997 was i'll be missing you from puff daddy I, know. I hate that song you couldn't
1: fucking get away from it it was I terrible yeah I, I i won't listen to the police because of that song and then once i figured out that sting was just absolutely fucking bad shit i was like i'm good
0: yeah okay so and then the other bigger biggest hit song of 1997 not hip-hop was candle in the wind from melton john like a remake for princess diana's passing right. so think about it this way the two biggest songs of 1997 commercially sales wise right. Right. War funeral
1: ballads, funeral ballads, and also songs from the past, essentially.
0: Yeah, probably from the same time
1: era. Yeah, like late seventies, right?
0: But they're basically songs about someone dying. Yeah, and the nineties died in nineteen ninety-seven.
1: There you go, perfect. It's good, good. That very, was a, very fitting. Fucking terrible eulogy, but it, it is the way it is the way that it is. I
0: don't mean any disrespect to Princess Diana or Notorious Big, but it's I'm not just Princess saying. Diana. I don't. I don't oh yeah. Okay. But I'm just saying. Um, Look, people are always like Princess I'm like, eh, I, I. I don't care. I was a kid yeah. when she was the. I and mean, when she thing died, ever. I was like,
1: I don't fucking understand. I don't get. Like, why, why are we upset? I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Well,
0: yeah. So 1997 was a super weird, super weird year.
1: Right.
0: And I think that. Uh, oh, but what? What good came out of 1997?
1: I, you look, okay, again, I was very underprepared as usual, but I spent some time clicking around. Hopefully the audience can't hear my mouse clicks. But um, there are a few actually really good albums. Yes, in me too. I know
0: I wait until the end here to say it, but there's a quite a few records that I, well, yeah. not quite a few, but there's some that I really liked in 97.
1: I mean, I think we need to name the elephant in the room, don't we? I mean, everyone knows we're going to get on Radiohead. Okay. okay. Just as long as I'm actually so... shot I
0: was talking to Kendon before we started uh recording and I was like, I can't believe that okay computer come out in ninety seven.
1: It just Dude, I, used to, like I used to I used to fucking get so high and put that on and play Star Fox sixty four and it was the fucking best thing ever. <laughs> I would just be like fucking paranoid android and i'd be like fucking blasting shit out of the sky on nintendo 64 i was living the dream i was living the absolute dream Uh,
0: so that's the elephant in the room okay but another uh, other albums that i like that come out in 97 was the self-titled record from blur oh yeah okay because oasis had an album in 97 and it sucked like i mean more late like they've never done a good
1: album i I mean it's even
0: worse though it's even worse Okay. okay. Right. I can All make right. a podcast episode on that, so I'm not even gonna <laughs> get into that. Um, uh ladies and gentlemen, we're floating in outer space from Spiritualized, Fantastic Banger album. Okay, uh Primal Screams Vanishing Point. Okay. Really good cool. album. Um, Homework from Daft Punk. Yep. Yep. Earthling from David Bowie. Okay. Uh was that ninety seven? That could have been ninety six. Uh, it might have been ninety six. Right okay, but Okay, and then um, the the carnival from Wyclef. Oh, okay, nice, nice. Yeah,
1: yeah. Those are all albums I'd kind of forgotten that were like released in that year. You right, know what I mean because they don't sound like '97. Yep. <laughs> so, like, I've been kind of like just scrolling through just to see like what I remember and what I don't mm-hmm. remember, and like I'm gonna kind of out myself here a little bit. Okay. Which. Is fine. Cause I think I've done that enough on this podcast. <laughs> if, if you're, if you ever listeners, anyone, if you ever take my opinion, as like something that of value you, you have problems. So, um, I'm sorry. You should find counseling. Okay. Just want you to know that. <laughs> anyways, we're getting really serious. On this anyways. Um, I'm going to say it because it's still an album that like, i find myself like creeping back to even though i i truly don't like the band okay okay um 311's transistor um i remember, remember the song beautiful disaster that yeah was like that's the, a cool song yeah okay so anyways th- they're obviously this like now they've turned into this like jam band hippie thing and like Three Elevens yeah. actually huge in utah because I don't want to talk about it. Anyways. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. So like I everybody kind of caught on to them with like the blue album with like down and like yeah. uh like the year don't before Stay Home and whatever other yeah. fucking song, right? Right. And so they they fucking the label like threw all this money out, and they're like, you know, you selling all these records, you're like the next thing, right? Right. And they made this fucking insane album that's like 20 some odd tracks long. Mm-hmm.
0: It's like really like, bloated.
1: Yeah, super bloated, and I looked it up, and they did a re-release with, like, even more songs, so it's actually, like, 33. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, and it's, I'm like – Double it's, 311
0: yeah. album. Yeah, and,
1: like, you have to assume they were, like, at least smoking weed because that's, like, what they do, right? Right. But, like, with it them news. getting, like, proggy, but also, like, really, like, um, like, digging into, like, certain niche genres that they're already kind of part of. Yeah. But they really avoided like getting into the hip hop stuff beyond like the SA guy who's like the side guy doing his little raps here and there, which yeah. like
0: really just singing really fast.
1: Yeah, basically. Yeah. And I'm not mad at that, but I also don't love it, but like it fits the vibe. But like right. the album as a whole is actually kind of nuts because it's just right? basically like a band that's like has reggae intentions, but they're also like kind of punkish, like or, or at least like alternative, whatever the fuck. And it's actually like Like, I'll listen to it as a 39-year-old. Like, I listened to it a ton, obviously, when I was 14, just because, right? Mm -hmm. But, like, I'll listen to it as, like, a 39-year-old, and I'm like, like, (laughs) the drummer's doing some cool shit because they're trying to do this, like, reggae prog rock, and he's trying to figure out how the fuck to, like, get in there and stuff like that. Like, and obviously, they've become, like, you know, these, like, trying to get little hits, and they're just, like, a feel-good band, and you go to 311 Fest, smoke weed, and, you know, all that (laughs) shit. But, like, for just a second, they were actually, like, an artist or a band that, like, really was trying to, like, do some cool shit.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, they were one of those weird fringe bands that got popular the year before.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know? So, like, like later version of 95, super popular in 96, and then they did a new album in 97, and everyone yeah. was like, get the fuck out of here with this shit. <laughs> right. Like, it didn't sell. Like, it's become, like, a cult thing now. Yeah. You know, or whatever.
0: I. I, when I was like 13, I loved 311. I think I was the primary market for, for that yeah. music, you know? Yeah, yeah of course, yeah. yeah. Uh, I have a funny story I'll get to really quick. Um, cool. Remember how earlier I was saying like you couldn't find music back in 1997 because it, right. it was on MTV and it wasn't yeah, on FM radio. Yeah. You're not getting you it. You didn't own it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this was like the genesis of me with PR people. Okay. When I was 13, 14 years old, I used uh-huh. to get my favorite CDs and get the address to the record label. Yeah, and I would eat. I would write a physical letter to the record label and say, I like you know this band. What other bands do you recommend like them? You really did that? <laughs> I used, That's so okay, cool. That's listen. so fucking cool. Yeah, so and I would it always put me on like mailing lists, and I'd always get like advertisement crap yeah. in the mail. Well, but here's I, a aid. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, my parents would probably kill me. Like, why are we getting so much junk mail? But, <laughs> yeah. um, but on three occasions i got things sent to me one i actually have it in my room i can't get it down now but i sent an email i mean a letter not an email a physical letter yeah. to yeah, 311's record label uh capricorn oh. records Yeah, they and were they on s- they were on
1: madonna's label like with deftones and shit like that
0: yeah so they yeah. sent me a glossy with the band had autographed
1: oh that's so
0: cool <laughs> okay so i got 311's autograph from yeah. that okay and then yeah. i also got one from better than ezra
1: You know, Better and Ezra's not the worst band. Uh,
0: But that's not 1987. They were before that, so we can't talk about them. But I got their autographs, and then I also got a glossy autograph from the Verve Pipe.
1: Oh, God, the fucking Verve Pipe.
0: Okay, so, (laughs) like, I got these autographs, though, just by mailing the record label, yeah, the label. I, I didn't meet the bands or whatever <laughs> right, they just, right they they probably saw like my dumb 14 year old grammar like look at this poor yeah, kid he's like an yeah. eight-year-old that likes his parents cds yeah. so let's try to do like something cursing, nice.
1: but, like normal right. yeah.
0: so i've acquired autographs from those three bands that i'm really not even that wild about
1: <laughs> i think we should frame them and sell them
0: i do have them framed Oh, good, perfect. Yeah, so I'm not selling them. Well, they're kind of wore off by now, I think. But
1: I take oh, a picture later easy. and send you. Yeah, but that got me started with hassling record labels nice. at a very early age. Nice. And I okay, so I had another album I was gonna like talk about, but I actually cool. don't really feel like it's worth to talk about yes it is the it's, it's fresh life podcast i feel like i feel like prodigy's fat of the land was like at least worth mentioning but it wasn't fucking terrible like yeah like breathe is a really really cool song yeah i agree and uh, like fuck firestarter like fuck yeah, that fresh. song like that's fine but like there is some fucking insane like really good like techno with like at least a little bit of live instrumentation and like yeah i will say too um this is when a twin really came on mm-hmm. and a twins fucking amazing. Like, yeah, I don't, he's gotten just very esoteric and like weird. And you know, like lately, which he always has been, but just, you know, and I feel like he's kind of returning his stuff. But I mean, when I was younger, like just like listening to those like beats and just like the way yeah. those compositions and like the way they manipulated, manipulated like the low end of like an eight Oh eight or anything like yeah. that. Like, you know, in hip hop you get a very kind of straightforward like bass line or like so sign. And, yeah. Right. But they were just like warbling and just fucking with it like as much as possible. Like where yeah. it would like vibrate you. You would just be like, oh God, you know, like it, it was, was crazy. A,
0: it was a weird we just talked about an amp earlier, but uh, right. it was a weird but kind of cool thing that electronica music back then we called it techno because we were yeah. stupid, but yeah. uh, it it was like the the, the underground punk. And it yep. was starting to creep into the mainstream. Like yep, you had your sure. artists that got really big, and like Fatboy Slim and stuff, which who I right. I still love. I still love Fatboy Slim or the Chemical Brothers.
1: Yeah, Chemical Brothers. Yeah, for um, sure. Uh, yeah,
0: I mean, Vegas, you said Daft but... Punk.
1: You mentioned Daft Punk. Like, yeah, like all you're...
0: these guys got got really popular, but they yeah. were really in years before that. They were like the underground. They were like the punk of the mid nineties. They really
1: were. Like if you like if you look back on like innovation or mm-hmm. shit that sounded like. Maybe something you hadn't heard before. Like some of those late nineties, like popular, you know, yeah. I'm not gonna get into trip hop because you said that was the next year, that's totally fine. But like this stuff was a little bit more like club, like house type music. Yeah, but it was they still were dance really, music, but yeah. Yeah, but they were really like fucking with like tempos and beats and like textures oh, yeah. and just kind of like really wild shit.
0: Like well, one of my favorite artists of all time is Death in Vegas.
1: Yeah. Okay. And yeah. They, yeah. Come over song, yeah.
0: here, over here, they come out in '97. Wasn't uh, that popcorn. because of
1: like the Sopranos theme song or whatever? Uh,
0: no, no, that's not them. No, no, that's not them. Okay. Uh, Death in Vegas was the, they had this song called Dirt. Yep. Liked this okay, yeah, like these driving right. guitars yep. and distorted yep, yep, bass yep. and stuff. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's kind of unfair because it was more rock than electronica, but right. uh, it was still that was super cool. It was like the it was the industrial without all the crap.
1: Yeah, you're right. Yep, you know. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I'm, I'm remembering was, the song now, like as you're talking about it.
0: Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, they kind of become something else, and now Sasha Gray is their singer. <laughs> oh, that's so cool, though. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's fucking awesome. Uh, but uh, oh, but anyway, uh, almost to close to close out 1997, and to get the uh, kind of bring it back full circle, is Earthling sure? from David Bowie come out in in uh, 1997 mm-hmm. and that was his foray into techno music because he knew that techno music was becoming the next thing the yeah. album before earthling he did a lot of industrial stuff like with Trent yeah Mesner. i remember he
1: went on tour with nin and yeah. like everyone was just like why the fuck am i watching like all the nin crowd was like why am i here watching david bowie like right because but he bullshit. he knew
0: he knew you know what right. i'm saying yeah, like for he, sure. But also, one of his first forays into techno music was a a tiny song that he would eventually do with Trent Reznor, uh, I'm Afraid of Americans.
1: Dude, I fucking love that song. The video for that was so good.
0: Yeah, I love that song. Give a guess where that came out first before Earthling. Uh, Seven? No, it was recorded for a movie. He actually made it for the movie. Movie Seven, right? Showgirls.
1: Holy shit! No way!
0: yes really i'm the original version of i'm afraid of americans is from the showgirls soundtrack no it isn't yep. he wrote a song for showgirls i don't know if you wrote it for the movie but that was the first time you recorded it and that's what it's available on is the showgirls soundtrack the original version without trent reznor really yep go look it up
1: that's like the best thing ever yep. oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yes we come full circle.
0: We have to come full circle on every episode.
1: <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> wow,
0: <laughs> I love
1: him even more. You know, I yeah. feel like I feel like we could have hung out and talked about showgirls. <laughs> 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 yeah. That's but, amazing. Damn. Yeah,
0: I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that. Yeah, until I was looking around. I was looking around, and it was on Tubi yeah showgirls and i was trying to find the link when uh pulp was on here
1: because oh, i was yeah. going to put
0: the link in my you know in the credits of the article right. and it was just playing in the background and i thought i heard it and yeah. i'm closing out windows and stuff but it's actually in the movie
1: It's <laughs> fucking insane yeah okay what like what scene or like what like I, we're in the movie i
0: think it's the scene where they get thrown out of the nightclub and elizabeth berkeley gets arrested
1: okay okay yeah and All the right. bouncer yep. dude like yep. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, it gets we're her good. out. Okay. Damn, I got to rewatch that shit. I can't even i never noticed that.
0: <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure that's the scene. I have like a bunch of windows open doing a million things as it was right. playing, but right. uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> you just got showgirls playing on the back end. Like, yeah, that's how much that's how, dedicated.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's how dedicated <laughs> we are.
1: Um, well, yeah. Amazing. So yeah, we've come full circle. There we go. That's amazing. Yeah. That's a awesome way to end the 97 episode for sure.
0: So I'm glad that 1997 ended and I survived. Uh, it was the, the worst year ever. There was some good elements. There was there's some, no. Yeah. There's no bad year. You survived. You survived.
1: Right.
0: Uh, 1998, on the other hand, was a lot more streamlined. Yep. Uh, and a lot better in some ways. Maybe even a little worse because a lot of the boy bands and all that stuff kind of came out. But. Right. Uh, but we'll get into that episode next year.
1: Yeah, when we hit two years. Yeah, we're just going to go down that's the time. Gonna, that's the 25th anniversary in yeah. 98. So yep, yeah. expect Elizabeth Berkley, Gina Gershon, and Patrick McLaughlin. Was that was his name? What was his name? The dude in that movie. Oh, I can't ever
0: think of his name. I always call him Cooper from yeah. Twin Peaks.
1: <laughs> yeah, that guy. We, I think, yeah, something. We expect all three of them to be on our second anniversary episode. Yeah. And if it doesn't happen, then you'll just get to listen to us, so. You know he's gonna
0: look, we've had twelve episodes, and ten of the twelve episodes has brought the movie up. Okay.
1: Eventually. Eventually. So it's gonna eventually, happen.
0: Eventually. Um I will I will say, uh closing this episode out, I really appreciate everyone who has listened, uh, subscribed, shared, um, over the past year. I didn't I hate the sound of my voice. I'm not a very good leader, so I didn't really ever think I was ever doing a podcast. I've been a guest <laughs> on a few times. Yeah, but uh I really—it's uh it's been a lot of fun. I've I've learned how to do a lot of different things, and we've had a really good time over the past year.
1: Oh yeah, hundred percent, man. We've yeah. had
0: some awesome bucket list guests for me. I got to talk to friggin'
1: Steve Albini. Come on, yeah, yeah, Kelly yeah. Scott,
0: yeah, you know? Ke- yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, and Paul I mean, was, Paul's main Zola, Zola, Zola Joel, was so much fun. Like, yeah, uh, B.J. Yeah. McDonald, yeah, like, you know, Brandon, yeah. yeah. You know? I know we need to we need to dig up some of our old writers and make drag their asses on here. Or yeah, we need to get that going. I need to get Brandon yeah. back. Yeah, talk about horror. We get Matt on there. We get we need to get Matt back
0: on here. I, we need to make Matt listen. He flat out told me he doesn't listen to podcast, So
1: yeah, yeah, that's his loss. Yeah, or his gain.
0: Or, yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: he'll listen to our worst episode. Yeah, um, exactly.
0: But yeah, so I do want to thank everyone who's took the time to listen, share an article, share, uh, subscribe to the podcast, and uh, looking forward to hopefully even more. Uh, We've got some stuff lined up, hopefully some uh, some more guests lined up, yep. and yep. Uh, yeah, man. Oh, and uh, I don't think I've even plugged it on here before on the actual podcast, but on YouTube, we have many episodes they're oh, yeah, exclusive yeah, yeah, to YouTube. They're just stuff that we talk about movies or whatever. They're usually a lot shorter, mm-hmm. um, while we So, find Crash Monocle on YouTube, subscribe to that channel for exclusive content there. Yep. And, uh, yeah,
1: yeah. And one thing I'll say too, just closing like, Coop does all the work here. I just kind of show up, act like an asshole. Um, he legitimately pays money every month so we can have good audio quality and he researches and he finds our guests and things like that. So, you know. As you're listening to this, at least know that like people put a lot of effort into this. Coop especially puts a lot of effort effort into this, so we do appreciate you listening, and it means a lot. So, yeah, thank you.
0: Yeah, and uh, get active in the comments. Cuss us out. Give us some four star reviews. Tell um, us what your first wet dream was. Except for that, we don't have. To
1: do that. <laughs> Why do you like? Come
0: on. <laughs> freaking gross, man. On. Look, there's uh, no such thing as crush monocle after dark yet.
1: We'll get there. We're getting there. We're working on it.
0: It's on FetLife, uh, exclusive material, (laughs) Pornhub or whatever. There we go. Perfect. Crush Monocle After Dark.
1: Um, We'll have a channel on there shortly.
0: (laughs) All right. No one wants to see that. Um, All right. So this has been the Crush Monocle Podcast. I am your host, Coop.
1: I'm the other guy, John. Hi. Thank you. (laughs)
0: <laughs> John, uh, like, subscribe, uh, find us on Spotify, Apple if however you're listening to this, be at gentlemanmusic.com. Yep. follow us on the socials, interact, get somebody else to, to enjoy it and uh, we'll see you on the next
1: time. Thanks everybody. out.